What's up and welcome to a bonus episode of Difficulty Class, where Al and I are going to talk about the Unearthed Arcana that was released uh, yesterday? Saturday? It doesn't matter. It was released recently, and we're going to yeah. sit down and talk about it, and it's all about feats. Yes. it's uh, we're That's like we're most excited about feats. Level 4 comes in, we usually get a feat. That's just like, us. <laughs> like, I literally tweeted, uh, God, like a couple days ago, that was like, if I have the choice between a feat and a uh, an ability boost, I'm going to take the feat nine times out of ten. Yep. So this is just perfect for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, how much do you play a human because you get that feat? 100%. Yep. <laughs> Pre- pretty much all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, we have a we have a guest host, which is in the background, uh, giving in their input. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're pet sitting some dogs, so apologies for the borks you might hear. <laughs> the borks, they're fine borks. Um, all right, well, let's just jump right into it. Allie, you are again always a better reader than me. Take it away. All right. Well, in case you didn't get the memo, it is feats. This document gives new feats for you to play test. A feat represents a character achieving mastery in one of their capabilities or discovering the ability to do something completely new. So, that's a feat is. If you didn't know what that was, there you go. <laughs> so the first one we have Artificer Initiate. Okay, I already like that. Um, you've learned <laughs> some of an artificer's inventiveness, granting you the following benefits. One, you learn one cantrip of your choice from the Artificer spell list, and you learn one first level spell of your choice from that list. Intelligence uses spellcasting ability for these spells. Whenever you gain a level, you can replace one of the spells with another spell of the same level from the Artificer spell list. Nice. Uh, The next thing, you can cast this feat's first level spell without a spell slot, and you must finish a long rest before you can cast it in this way again. You can also cast a spell using any spell slots you have. That's helpful to know. And the last thing is you gain proficiency with one type of artisan's tools of your choice. And you can use that type of tool as a spellcasting focus for any spell you cast that uses intelligence as its spellcasting ability. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So I, I, I probably should have mentioned before we started. I've read through this already. This is Allie's first time going through yeah. it. Um, I really like this, especially the part where it says... At uh, every new level, you can change out the spell. This is the second time we've been seeing that mm-hmm. in playtest material with the the class variants that came yeah. out. Not to mention that really kind of goes along with the versatility that the artificer gives, like initially. Yes. And so this it really fits the theme. And uh, I've I've got I've got feelings about this that I already pull uh, like comparisons to, but I'll, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> Um, the, the one thing I do want to say here, I know this is play just material, but like they do sometimes get flowery with the language in, uh, in play test material. I do wish that it, instead of it just being like, you get a first level feat, I wish it gave more like, you know, theme, uh, thematic twist to it where like normally with the artificer, they're like, you don't really cast spells. You make devices you use to do the spells. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wish that there was a little bit more of that in there, but I mean, you can do that on your own, but yeah, that's just me. They give you the the recipe to do that where it's like you gain proficiency with an artisan's tools and you can use that type of tool as a spellcasting focus for the spell that you learn from this artificer thing. So like if you yeah. learn uh, healing, like, oh God, What's that healing spell? Very basic. <laughs> healing word? No, the other one where you have to touch them. God, uh, cure wounds? Cure wounds. Yeah, if you learn <laughs> cure wounds, uh, and essentially it's like you get uh, like 
and you you use like stitchers tools or whatever you know it's like oh yeah that would be the spellcasting focus for cure wounds mm-hmm. they give you the recipe but they don't tell you to just do it yeah <laughs> um speaking of recipes up next is my chef. favorite feat <laughs> chef time and effort spent mastering the culinary arts has paid off you gain the following benefits increase your con or wisdom score by one to a max of 20 nice you gain proficiency with cooks utensils if you don't already have it and then as part of a short rest you can cook special food provided you have ingredients and cooks utensils on hand you can prepare enough of this food for a number of creatures equal to four plus your proficiency bonus at the end of the short rest any creature who eats the food and spends one or more hit dice to regain hit points, gain an extra 1d8 hit points. Hey, I like that. Mm-hmm. And with one hour of work or when you finish a long rest, you can cook a number of treats equal to the proficiency bonus. These special treats last eight hours after being made. A creature who can use the bonus action to eat one of those treats to gain temp hit points equal to your proficiency bonus. I love it. It's giving, like, something for... Because I, I have a chef character. <laughs> Her name is Hedda Boss, and she's a half-orc, and she she was she was a chef in a tyrant's castle, and she she rose up, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but then that was kind of like her backstory. But she carried cook's utensils with her, and this would actually give her, like, things. It would make yeah. it, like, uh, something to do in-game. And so, so like... In past on with Arcana is like I've given something a glowing rating by saying I want to make a character about this and and play it, and like we'll get into it in this week's ep- in the, the episode this week. But uh, like I've gotten a chance to do that now, and I just uh, like I get a chance to play the character and I'm done. I'm like okay, cool. I I can play that again. You know who who knows whenever this one single feat makes me want to be in an ongoing fifth edition campaign that I can make a chef character like sweets from Atlantis. I just want to base him on there and yeah. just like always be cooking food i love this feat it's so cool and the feat grows with you too which is yeah great. and it grows in a pretty decent way too because mm-hmm. 1d8 hit points when you're rolling hit dice can be huge or pretty yeah. average it, it's not a bad go no, that, I, I love that feat that's awesome um up next is crusher you are practiced in the art of crushing your enemies, granting you the following benefits. That's it. The name itself is kind of odd, but... <laughs> it is. It is a weird one. It made me think of the sea turtle from uh, from Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, when you take it, you get increase your strength or dex by one to a maximum of a 20. And once per turn, when you hit a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage, you can move it five feet to an unoccupied space, provided the target is no more than one size larger than you. All right. And when you score a critical hit that deals bludgeoning damage to a creature, attack rolls against that creature are made with advantage until the end of your next turn. This single-handedly made me want to make a barbarian with a club. Yeah. I mean, it feels like so far they're looking at things where it's like, people don't usually use these items. What what can we give for incentive? Because mm-hmm. clubs are constantly like passed aside for either an axe or a great sword or whatever have you. And yeah. like, chef, no one actually picks cook's utensils for their like, <laughs> yep. for their artisan tool. And it's it so far it feels like as if they're actually pulling up stuff to give motivation for people to go out of their comfort zone which i'm, I'm, I'm exactly mm-hmm. i love it let's see the next one is eldritch adept this is uh the first one that has a prerequisite uh you need to have spell casting or the packed magic feature in order to get it 
So, it's described as studying occult lore, you have unlocked eldritch power within yourself. You learn one eldritch invocation option of your choice from the warlock class. If the invocation has a prerequisite, you can choose that invocation only if you're a warlock and only if you meet the prerequisite. Whenever you gain a level, you can replace the invocation with one with another one from the warlock class. Ooh. This is pretty cool. Yeah. No, I uh, really dig that. This is the first time for me that I have seen in my head like um feet investment. Yeah. Like if I'm a level one variant human and I take magic initiate and take Eldritch Blast, like let's say I'm a bard, I got Eldritch Blast just because fuck it, I'm a bard. Mm-hmm. Now at the at fourth level, I can take uh, Eldritch Adept and I can take the invocation to power that Eldritch Blast. Like I can have the one that lets me add my charisma to it, and now I have a much deadlier Eldritch Blast as a freaking bard. Yeah, so. I have a bard warlock in my campaign and Mm -hmm. she's been struggling with the concept of like, well, how far do I go on either side? But with this feat, she doesn't have to keep, she doesn't have to worry about that. She can get her ninth level spells and get her invocations with this feat. Ooh, which I, I straight up might just throw in there to her and be like, do you want to do this and rework your character a little bit? Cause that, that might, I mean, nice. I'd e- this is just me, and it doesn't say it here, but I'd even be like, you can take this feat multiple times. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't see why as not. As long as you meet the prerequisites, or like, you know, whatnot, you, you could take it multiple times. I think that's cool. Yeah. That that seems fair. Mm-hmm. Um, up next is the Fae Touched. Uh, you, your exposure to the Feywild, or one of its denizens, has left a magical mark on you. You gain the following benefits. Increase your intelligence, wisdom, or charisma score by one to a max of 20. You learn the Misty Step spell and one first level spell of your choice. The first level spell must be from the Divination or Enchantment School of Magic. You can cast each of these spells without expending a spell slot. Once you cast either of these spells this way, you can't cast that spell in this way again until you finish a long rest. So once per long rest. Yeah. You can also cast these spells using spell slots you have the appropriate level. The spell's spellcasting ability is the ability increased by this feat. All right. I am I I'm, sorry, go ahead. I'm enjoying the concept that they're saying like if you're getting feats that give you these spells you don't spend it's it's like they kind of get a little bit of warlock bit it's like yeah those warlock invocations where it's like you get the disguise self spell for free and you can just cast it without using a spell slot I like it's that It's true I I do like with this one Misty Step I do wish you could do more than once a day like, I, w- I wish it was, like, you can do it the amount of times per day equal to whatever ability modifier was increased by this. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I don't know. I, I, I Personally, I love the Eladrin whole, like, you know, misty step thing and moving around. Yeah, I was just so about to I w- ask about that. How, like, can they do it more than once a day? Um, oh, wait, maybe they can't. Maybe, oh, maybe I'm thinking too much into fourth edition for some reason. Oh yeah, I think I think they can only do their special ability one once per day. Yeah. So no, that makes sense. Never mind. Ignore me. I'll be over here. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like overall, you you get like a just a first level spell of your choice. Yeah. From the divination or enchantment schools, which is pretty neat because both of those can be pretty powerful. Hmm. Let's see. The next one is fighting initiate. Uh, the only prerequisite is that you have to be proficient with a martial weapon. So wizards don't get this one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's see. Your martial training has helped you develop a particular style of fighting. As a result, you learn one fighting style option of your choice from the fighter class. If you already have a style, the one you choose must be different. Whenever you gain a level, you can replace this feat's fighting style with one with another one from the fighter class that you don't have. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. So That's very interesting. Yeah, so like if you're even just a barbarian, you can pick up like the shield feat, where if you're holding a shield, you all of a sudden just get another plus one to AC or something like that. Yeah, I well, like it it's also interesting with the 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 ability to change it. That's one thing that's really neat that I'm seeing through all of this that we'll talk more about later, but like yeah. I, I I love the idea that because I I know me when I make a character I'm just like this would sound really cool this is gonna be a neat thing and then mm-hmm. I get in there I'm like this doesn't work with the group dynamic at all yeah. so if like <laughs> let's say I took let's say I took like a uh, protection or like you know a, a defensive stance or whatever yeah and it didn't work for the group at my next level I can swap that out for dueling or two handed fighting or something like that and I and I didn't waste a feat yeah yeah no I. I actually really like the, again, the versatility of these so far are really nice. Yeah. Nice little cherry on top of these. The next one might be the most surprising for me. Yeah. Gunner, um, you have a quick hand and keen eye when employing firearms, granting you the following benefits. You increase your deck score to one uh, by a maximum of 20. You gain proficiency with firearms. And of course it says, see firearms in the DMG. Uh, you ignore the loading property of firearms. All right. Mm-hmm. Being within five feet of a hostile creature doesn't impose disadvantage on your ranged attack rolls. You can make a freaking cowboy now. You totally could. And it could be a cowboy fighter. It could be a cowboy yeah. monk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <gasps> cowboy monk. It could be a cowboy wizard. <laughs> oh, my God. I can make bulletproof monk. Yeah, there's no <laughs> prerequisite here. It's just, there you go. You you no firearms and i yeah. love it <laughs> yeah no if you're if your world can call for like guns and you could totally make a character in there with that yeah that's that's the interesting thing for me is just seeing that pop up in a play test i'm just like what, what are you doing mm-hmm. i mean like i know that they mentioned it with um the artificer they're like hey you can also be a gunsmith with artificer but it's like mm-hmm. there was no full-on class for it yeah um, the next one is the meta magic adept. Uh, the prerequisite for this one is spellcasting or packed magic feature. You've learned how to exert your will on your spells to alter how they function. You gain the following benefits. You learn two meta magic options of your choice from the sorcerer class. You can use only one meta magic option on a spell when you cast it, unless the option says otherwise. Whenever you gain a spell, Oh, sorry. Whenever you gain a level, you can replace one of your meta magic options with another one from the sorcerer class. Okay. You gain two sorcery points to spend on meta magic. These points are added to any sorcery points you have from another source, but can be used only on meta magic. You regain all spent sorcery points when you finish a long rest. All right. This is cool. It it, it is a little bit more mechanic-y and less thematic because it's like, well, the wizard spell casting is so different from how sorcerers do it, you know, in world. But this one's just like, we don't care. Meta magic's cool. If you want to be a wizard that has two sorcery points and you can do, you know, 
whatever you want with that. I like that they're at least giving that opportunity. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, can you imagine being the trickster rogue and getting the, the Oh, my spell? God. Like, that, oh, I die. That, that would be so cool. Or yeah. even just being a paladin and being able to do, like, twin spell something. And it's like, oh. yeah, no, this is... The, this can be really cool. <laughs> Could you twin spell a smite? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Just questions I have. I know. I mean, like, you could have fun with it. Like, if you're dual yeah. wielding, I guess. I don't know. That's a question <gasps> oh, for a DM. Oh, no, you need an open hand. Anywho. <laughs> Not if you have war caster. Oh, getting, getting, <laughs> we're getting in here on, on these builds now. <laughs> hey, you know, if we're talking about feats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the next one is called Piercer. You have achieved a penetrating precision in combat, granting you the following benefits. First, you increase your strength or dex by one to a maximum of 20. Once per turn, when you hit a creature with an attack that deals piercing damage, you can reroll one of the attack's damage dice, and you must use the new roll. All right. When you score a critical hit that deals piercing damage to a creature, you can roll one additional damage die when determining the extra piercing damage it takes. That's awesome. Ooh. All right, so that's like a mixture of the half orc natural ability and the whole like bar- the the fighting style of mm-hmm. the great weapon, where you can just re-roll it. And it's not even like saying if it lands on a one or a two, you can re-roll it. It's just like yeah, you can re-roll. I it, it is a little vague on me where it just says the attacks damage dice. Uh, it's like so, do I have to re-roll all of them, or can I choose to re-roll? Like let's say like I had something that was like. I had two d six for whatever reason mm-hmm. that did piercing. Like, do do I have to reroll all of them or just one? But I mean, I guess that's up to the DM. It does say you can reroll one of the attacks damage dice. Oh yeah, you can yeah, reroll yeah. one of the attack. Oh oh, so it's only one. Yeah. Okay, I misread it the whole time. Um, the cool that's my problem. <laughs> is that it just says attacks damage dice, not the weapon or anything like that. So if you're a rogue and you take this and you roll like. All pretty oh. good numbers, except for one sneak attack die. That's a one. You can re-roll it. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. Let's huh. see. Up next is Poisoner. You can prepare and deliver deadly poisons, gaining the following benefits. When you make a damage roll, you ignore resistance to poison damage. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> uh, you fancy. can coat a weapon in poison as a bonus action instead of an action. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gain proficiency with the Poisoner's Kit if you don't already have it. And with one hour of work using a Poisoner's Kit and expending 50 gold worth of materials, you can create a number of doses of potent poison equal to your proficiency bonus. Once applied, the poison retains potency for one minute or until you hit with the weapon. When a weapon coated in this poison deals damage to a creature, that creature must succeed in a DC 14 con save or take 2d8 poison and become poisoned until the end of your next turn. All right. So... First off, fifty gold piece worth of materials. That's that's pretty high cost at beginning levels. But I again, I guess, I most of the time this is only for fourth level characters and up. Yeah, like the only thing that I have issues with with this one is that fifty gold is a lot. But like as soon as you reach like fifth or sixth level, it's not that much. Yeah, usually, you know, it depends on the DM. But then by that point, when you're at fifth or sixth level, DC fourteen isn't really a lot yeah it does that that is one problem is that it doesn't have a lot of like moving with you sort of stuff yeah one of the interesting things for me though is it says you gained the poisoned condition 
which yeah. is weird because like I've used the assassin quite a bit and like it does a shitload of damage and that's it. That's what its poison does. It doesn't have an ongoing effect. So it's interesting that this one lets you do that. Yeah. I mean like I would kind of also like if they said DC 14 con save or take 2d8 poison damage become poison at the next turn or half damage. Yeah. No condition. Like they're yeah. not poisoned because at least it wouldn't make him feel super shitty. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. Cause that is one of the, that's one of the weird things. Like you're spending 50 gold for the chance to do extra damage. Mm-hmm. And like, I know in a group, like if, if gold was tight and the rogue was like, Hey, let me get 50 gold so I can do this. I'm like, but it's not guaranteed though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I do enjoy the fact that you can create, a lot of them as you go but like as a rogue you're already your, your action economy with your bonus action is constantly in use yes and so it's like i can see like a fighter using it so that would be that would probably be more helpful like as a class like less as a rogue more as a fighter but mm-hmm. yeah and the fact that they can create like a ton too because it's based off their proficiency they it just keeps going up that's nice, yeah. but yeah, fifty gold is fifty gold in the DC. If his DC was a little higher, I would accept the fifty gold. But or I don't know. or at least modular. If it was like DC yeah. twelve plus proficiency. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be great because like as you you know grow in expertise with this stuff, you would learn to make more potent poisons, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's an example of one that uh of you know something that we would put in the. And the quiz, and the, not the quiz, the, <laughs> the survey. Survey, yeah, you know. It's, it's... Quick reminder: go do the survey. <laughs> Definitely, yes. <laughs> um, up next is the practiced expert. You have honed your proficiency with particular skills or tools, gaining the following benefits: increase one ability score of your choice by one to a maximum of twenty. You gain proficiency with one skill or tool of your choice. And choose one of your skill or tool proficiencies. Your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make that uses the chosen proficiency. That is insane. Didn't... I love it. Wait, okay, like, cause what was the prodigy one for um, in Xanathar's Guide? Was oh, it very God, similar um... to that? But hang on, I got it right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just surrounded by D and D books. <laughs> um, well, like, e- even besides it, though, like expertise is it's just proficiency and a half right um no i want to say it's doubled is it doubled i want to say that uh i don't know i'm having trouble finding feats and how they work <laughs> oh uh, there's racial feats it would be in racial know. feats it's oh, the it human oh, yeah, prodigy. prodigy human prodigy those boring jerks that i always play because i love feats there we go uh oh this is half elf half orc or human i hit the mic hope that in her ears uh you gain one skill proficiency of your choice one uh tool proficiency of your choice and uh fluency in one language of your choice uh choose one skill in which you have proficiency uh you gain expertise uh with that skill so i think expertise is one and a half okay uh, which oh, if I continued reading, which means your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make with it. Oh, no, so it's just it is doubled. doubled. Yeah, the skill you choose uh, must be one that isn't already benefiting from a feature such as expertise uh, that doubled your proficiency bonus. So th- this one lets you up any ability score, and then it's either a skill feat or a, a skill or a tool. Yeah, but this one doesn't have the restriction of not doubling a double so 
also, does that mean you don't have to be human? Oh yeah, it's true. But that, does that does that like also mean with that wording that I could double something that's already expertised? Oh god, yeah. If you're a rogue and you chose this, I mean, and you're like, I'm gonna do thieves. Jesus. Tools. Gonna... <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's already expertise. Yeah. So what's your Ooh. what's your number now? It's plus twenty eight. Like Uthal and my group would have as a rogue would have what uh, a freaking sixteen bonus yeah. if that happened. Yeah. No, no. Saint <laughs> James is not allowed to have this. You heard that, Saint James. I know you're listening. Um, that that's pretty crazy. That's that's really crazy. I think that one's gonna get some work if it comes back. Yeah, just based off of what they already have in feats, I feel like that one could use a little bit of work. Yeah. Um, the next one is called Shadow Touched. You learn how to bend shadows from your experience with the Shadowfell. You gain the following benefits. Increase your intelligence, wisdom, or charisma by one to a max of 20. You learn the darkness spell and one first level spell of your choice. The first level spell must be from the illusion or necromancy schools of magic. You can cast each of these spells without expending a spell slot. And once you cast them, you can't cast them until you finish a long rest. You can also cast these spells using spell slots you have at the appropriate level. And the spell's casting ability is the ability increased by this feat. So it's very similar to, uh, what was it? The Eldritch Adept in a way, but mm-hmm. not. Yeah, no, this is, I mean, that's, I like it. <laughs> it's cool. It definitely yeah. is. It, I, I, it just, I think. It more options for those different schools. Yeah, and but I I think because like they mentioned the shadow fell and stuff, I think because they set it up on that pl- platform, I was expecting just a little bit more than darkness and an extra spell. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was um, it was Fae touched that was that I was misremembering. It's the opposite yeah. of Fae touched. Instead of the divination or enchantment, it's um yeah illusion it's darkness and then and illusion yeah. and necromancy so yeah i i i guess like misty step is, for me like i'm like okay i get it that's like an eladrin thing that connects mm-hmm. to it darkness i'm just like well you just did that because the shadow feels dark like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that wasn't really it was kind of not like, really it, thought it, totally through <laughs> i don't know because i haven't looked at it in a while but like if there was a spell that you automatically get as a shatter kai like a gray elf that lives in the Shadowfell, I feel like that would tie into it more because I don't think they get darkness. That's a drow thing. It and is. drow aren't in the Shadowfell. They're 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 you know in Menzo Brands. Yeah, they're kind of <laughs> stuck under under the ground. Um, yeah. I think they actually do get darkness as a spell. Shatterkai, really? I I think. Goodness, are see, we... I'm just talking out of my ass. This this is what happens when we do two months of, <laughs> of games. Um. I'll I'll look that up as we keep going. Yeah. But yeah, like overall it's just it's it's okay. Like it it's yeah. I know it's pretty much exactly like the Fae one, but for some reason I like the Fae one more. I think you have a preference towards Misty Step though. I think that's a I do. I love Misty Step. Yeah. That's okay, you're just you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's the darkness spell I have like one of my players uses it quite a bit and it can be very useful if your whole team is prepared to use it properly Mm -hmm. um if no one can see through it if no one can see around it then you're it's just a handicap for your own team but once you get to that point as a group where darkness isn't really a problem for you but it could be for everyone else then it's very nice Mm -hmm. so i could see shadow touched being a very cool feat to take 
like later. Oh, in game. actually, it it says right here uh, on the wiki: Shatter Kai spellcasters typically uh, favored uh, shadow magic and illusion spells. So don't listen to me. I'm you know <laughs> just here to put in bad input. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but it's like I feel I feel like this one would be more beneficial in the later like possible ability score upgrades versus fourth level. Yeah. But um yeah, so carrying on, the next one is called shield training. You've trained in the effective use of shields. You gain the following benefits. Increase your strength, dex, or con score by 1 to a max of 20. You gain proficiency with shields. In combat, you can don or doff a shield as a free object interaction on your turn. Oh my uh-huh. god, that would be nice. Oh, and the next one's even nicer. If you have the spellcasting or packed magic feature, you can use a shield as a spellcasting focus. I love it. Okay, this officially beats out, like, Warcaster for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I've always been, like, so frustrated with Warcaster. I'm like, I don't have any concentration spells that I need to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) And this would increase the ability score, too. It'd be so nice. Yeah, I know. This, like... Have doing a shield, um, cleric because I always I kind of just did the la- the last bullet point for my clerics and paladins. I was like, present your holy uh, symbol. I'm like, just put on your fucking shield. Like I I yeah. I because I, I, I was like, I love that idea of the 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 not even sort of like mason board like freaking cleric. So I love that this is an official thing that you can do and get it. But the ability to don and doff. The shield as a free action. Yeah, that's nice. That's fantastic. Because if you're not aware, uh, to don and doff a shield in D&D right now, it is a whole action to do so. Mm-hmm. Yep. It doesn't matter if you're proficient or anything. It's it's an action. And so this is, that would be wild if you could do that. Okay, right on. Um, the next one is called Slasher. And I think I have an idea of where this is going. Um, you can, you've learned where to cut to have the greatest results, granting you the following benefits. Increase your strength or dex by one to a maximum of 20. Once per turn, when you hit a creature with an attack that deals slashing damage, you can reduce the target of the, the speed of the target by 10 feet until the start of your next (laughs) turn. Ah, you get him in the ankle. And when you score a critical hit that deals slashing damage, you grievously wound it until the start of your next turn. The target has disadvantage on all attack rolls. You like just imagine trying to make like the opportunity attack machine. Yeah. Like just like, oh, they're gonna run across here to try and get to the wizard or something. It's just like, all right, get opportunity attack. Boom. All right, their speed's uh, lowered by ten feet and they have disadvantage on all attack rolls. They can't even make it up to the motherfucker. These I love it. These feats so far are all helping me build that support fighter class that I've been wanting to build, but yes. I just have been out of reach. And That's I, a cook. Yeah. No, I'm, this is just asking me to rebuild Head of Boss because that's what she was. And I, I am like, yes. <laughs> uh, carrying on onto Tandem Tactician. I <laughs> love this feat. <laughs> your presence in a scrap tends to elevate your comrades. You gain the following benefits. You can use the help action as a bonus action. When oh, you use the help action to aid an ally in attacking a creature, increase the range of the help action by 10 feet. Ooh. Additionally, oh. you can help two allies targeting the same creature within range when you use the help action this way. Oh. I freaking love it. So you can give 
two people advantage and you don't even have to be right next to that guy. Ooh. If uh-huh. they don't have to be right next to the guy. Oh, that, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, that's that's really, that's really good. <laughs> I freaking love this. Because for the longest time, I operated under the assumption that help could be done at any range. I don't know why. I read help once and went, I know this information now. I'll never look at you again. Um so when someone pointed out to you, it's like, no, you have to you actually have to be next to the thing. I'm like, yeah. what I can yell at a uh, an asshole across a battleground and distract them. I know I can. <laughs> <laughs> I may have done it a few times in, you know, dumb fight things. Um but uh but like I love that this is a mechanical thing to do it. You can you could take this as a caster. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you got to be a little bit closer than normal. So it says increase it by 15 feet. So you have a total, really, for me, of 15 feet. Yeah, because you're um, five feet away from them or 15 feet away from them yeah. by this point. So, like, you got to be a little bit closer than normal, but you could still be a caster that helps. And you help twice as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. it's a bonus action. Oh, my God. I love it. And there's no limit to this either. There's no, like, you can only use this once per rest or something like that. Yep. Straight up, you can use the help as a bonus action. That's really helpful. Yeah, oh my god, no. I'm I'm tempted to uh, talk with Marcos right after this and be like, hey, yo, so for my so, paladin. <laughs> so so I, I actually had a, I had a meaner idea with this. I want to show this to St. James, who has Uthal and Golden Pals, the rogue, because he's always wanting to get advantage for his rogue. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, look at this. This is pretty cool, isn't it? And I want to see him just go to g- just try and pitch this feat to everyone else <laughs> in the group. Just like, you should totally take this one and give me advantage. You should totally take this one and give me advantage. <laughs> What's nice is that it wouldn't be just him. I know. They could help someone else, too, while they're helping the rogue. It's crazy. I mm-hmm. love it. That's really nice. Um, there's only one left. It is called the Tracker. You have spent time hunting creatures and honed your skills. Gain the following benefits. You increase your wisdom score by one to a max of 20, and you learn the Hunter's Mark spell. You can cast it once without expending a spell slot, and you must finish a long rest before you can cast it in this way again. You can also cast the spell using any spell slots you have. Wisdom is your spellcasting ability for this spell. And you also have advantage on survival checks, specifically wisdom, to track creatures. Love it. Yeah. No, 100%. Like... I'd be tempted to just give this feat to my player who, like, my rogue who is like, yeah, I left the business and I hunted for, like, three years to survive. I'm like, yeah, no, totally. You can get this feat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. It, it is, I love the fact that, again, you can have someone who's not a ranger have the hunter's mark and be really good tracking stuff, and it could just be a fighter or whatever, or a barbarian, which is one that I've heard argued that it makes sense to be able to do. I'm like, okay, cool, let's do this. Yeah, and I like that it's the Hunter's Mark spell too, because Hunter's Mark is already in the the spell like class where this magic doesn't come from anyone in particular; it just comes from you being attuned to nature. Yeah. So it's like it, it, it's a it's a quote unquote spell. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a hundred percent. It makes sense. I mean, the really nice thing about Hunter's Mark is that once you put that Hunter's Mark on someone, you know where they are for an hour. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone's running away or leaving, you could just be like, that bonus action hunter's mark. And all of a sudden, <laughs> like, you know where they are. It's like, well, they're getting away. It's like, it's fine. We'll get them in just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know where they're going to be. But that is all the feats that they put in today. Uh, that was, like, what, 16, I think, right? 
Uh, oh God, I didn't count. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, think, I think I remember seeing that number. But um, there's there's a lot of really good things in this. Um, first off the bat, I mentioned I was going to mention this later. It feels like Pathfinder Two, where you can multi class, but instead of taking on a whole new class, you instead take a feat that allows you to do things the class can do. Yeah, I I, I see that. Yeah, I think this one's a little bit more fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying about like with the meta magic with our, you know, they're even dipping into like ancestry things where it's just like your faith touched. Yeah. Um, the, the fighting initiate, like, man, the amount of crazy things you could do with fighting initiate with different classes. I'd oh, yeah. love to see that. Definitely. Um, yeah, so the, these abilities to dip into, and it, here's the interesting thing for me, because I, I think the, what, what I mean with the difference between Pathfinder and this one is Pathfinder is literally just like, okay, you now have the thing from this page. Yeah. Just take that. Whereas this one, it's, it is a thematic thing. Like, uh, let, let, let me see if I can find one. Like, like, okay, um, Jesus, I just had it, and then it, well, let's go back to Fighting Initiate, where... Fighting and initiate is, or you know, the the maneuvers, um, or fighting styles. My bad. Fighting styles is something that is uh, in fighter and paladin, correct? Like paladins have fighting styles. Yes. Yeah. So. And so do rangers. Yeah, like it, it's well, no, that I guess that one does exactly what I was trying to say. It didn't do like that. Is just go do this thing on the page. Um, I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass, I guess. I like it there there's a few of these that I'm trying to scroll through looking at them that it's it gets the idea of it going instead of just take the thing from this page. What I really like about these feats is that they allow for customization without you having to homebrew it. Because yeah. like I said, like everything that I mentioned, like, oh, my player does this, that would be really helpful. It's like I've already homebrewed that situation or like quote allowed it in my game to the point where it's Mm -hmm. like yeah it's totally fine but like them just taking this feat would have solved problems that we had in the past (laughs) it would have just made it easier and they're pretty well balanced enough like my favorite thing with feats is when they do give you an ability upgrade (laughs) even though it's a feat so it's like you don't feel like you're getting behind people so so i i I found the one that i was thinking so tracker Yes. Tracker is the idea of what, you know, that that the archetypal idea of what a ranger is. Yeah. But it doesn't say you get ranger stuff. It yeah. just says you get hunter's mark and you have advantage on survival checks to track creatures. It's that idea of what a ranger is mm-hmm. that you can now take and put on, I don't know, your warlock. Screw it. You're a warlock that like was out, you know, out in the wilderness for a long time. Oh yeah. There um, are fey warlocks. And it's like, so that would yeah. make total sense. The, the, the poisoner, like that's not something that is exclusive to, uh, that's not like a, a, a rogue thing, but it is. It, when you think of a rogue, you're like, Oh yeah, they use poisons. Like my, my rogue dice has a poison yeah. little thing as a die, but it's not saying take this thing from the rogue class. It's- I'm just imagining a paladin of the crown who works with the Zentarum. Oh, God. Taking that poisoner feat. Yeah. And it's like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but then at the same time, they have stuff that builds up other mm-hmm. things like crusher and slasher. And then they just have things that is just cool, like chef and oh, yeah. tandem tactics. Like th- it. it- these feel like, yeah, yeah. These feel like just 
like I don't know how to describe it because like they don't feel like how normal feats look like where it's just like oh you just do this one thing better or again like that was like just take this thing from this other class there's a lot of these in here that are just giving you a new way to do your character yeah like like I was saying in the beginning it's like it kind of feels like better motivation for you to change things up yes because like multi-classing is a huge like concept to grasp onto it's like well am i gonna lose a level 20 concept if i if i multi-class or mm-hmm. am i gonna multi-class and possibly only get that level one benefit and is it even worth it to get that level one benefit and it's mm-hmm. like or there's this option now where yeah if you want to play like a warlock but you don't want to put four levels into warlock just to get like an invocation and it's like yeah totally you can just take this feat and you could still feel like you're on track with what your character's concept is. And mm-hmm. you could still feel like you got the full concept without giving anything up for the sake of technicalities and just min-maxing your character. So I, I think I think the last thing I want to ask you here mm-hmm. uh, is what do you think this is for? Like we, we've seen a lot recently where like the Unearthed Arcanas are obviously pointing towards something like we had the the um, uh, Theros classes in a Unearthed Arcana and stuff like that. What do you think this would be used for in a supplement? Like, in, where, what kind of supplement? In a, in a beautiful world, it would be the expanded, like, Forgotten Realms. It would be away from the Sword mm. Coast. And it would be like, hey, here's Faerun's, like, player classes. And so it leads mm. away from the Sword Coast, which we know and love, which would be what the Xanathars yeah. and would be what all those are based off of. This would be like, hey, do you have people from Am that are like doing things? Here's a class. Or it's like, yeah. it, it would it would actually like, oh, and they also do things differently here too. And here's some feats that they have done. And so it's like you can apply to any game. In a, in a lovely, beautiful world, I would love that kind of book. Okay. <laughs> Where it I, expands. I'm... I'm I'm still got my tinfoil hat on some form of like 5.5 player's handbook sort of thing. Because mm. it namely because of the whole when you take a when you get a new level, you can swap out a spell. Yeah, because that like, is a whole new like concept. Mm-hmm. The and other we've classes seen it are baked into behind if they if yeah you take that. And we've seen enough baked into feats and styles and classes now with several unearthed arcanas that it feels weird to just pop that out of nowhere instead of just having that baked into the rules yeah so i don't know uh i i really liked this one this was a definitely a uh fantastic unearthed arcana and i loved seeing the ideas coming from it yeah definitely no i i 100 I'm, I'm actually pretty ready to just integrate these feats into oh, my yeah. game immediately but i'm also a huge sucker for feats so it's like oh well there you go <laughs> i did I did have the thought after reading these. I'm just like, well, I don't like. What what if I just started giving players like feats as like the the loot? Yeah, right. Like as boons or something, as yeah. opposed to like a requirement to you have to be this level to get it. It's like yeah, you can easily take out the ability upgrade if you feel like it's over too powered. Mm-hmm. Just be like, yeah, no, you've trained for this. You've gotten this. <laughs> yeah, th- this one definitely made me think about that because there's just so much good stuff in here that. I, I want I want them to I want my players to be able to play with things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's it for that on Earth Arcana. Feel like we had a good talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I feel so too. <laughs>
Uh, thank you again for reading them because, again, my reading out loud <laughs> skills are of that of a fourth grader's. Actually, maybe a little worse. Um, but yeah, so that's going to do it for this bonus episode. Um, uh, you you know you know the spiel. You listen you listen to the show. You you know where you know where you can help us out, where you can find us, and all that stuff. Plus, we got an episode this week, so go listen to that. Um, but yeah, so uh, we got this one uh, today, which is going to be Wednesday, and then we got an episode coming out on Friday. Give that a listen. Uh, but yeah, so until Friday, um, have a good game. <laughs> Thank you.